everybody, welcome to episode 215 of the Go Gorilla Filmcaster Source for All Things Indie Film. I am one of your hosts, Sashia Dumont. I'm another host, Paul Robinson. We're reviewing Nope. It's happening. It's yeah. finally happening. Yeah. We gave you two weeks. Yep. I said two weeks. Two weeks. And that's it. Yep. That's it for you. I will we will have a, a some some slight minor tiny conversations about some other things that are going on, but uh, it's happening, and I'm not sorry about it. Mm-mm. You know, she is not. You had you had your time to to get your shit together, so to speak. Um, so I just wanted to a uh, couple couple things in the news here. Um, a, it's hot. <laughs> a. B, it's hot. It's hot Three, as a crotch. It's hot. So hot, so gross. Um, so I just wanted to kind of. Um, mention the uh, Kevin Smith's new endeavors mm-hmm. um which is pretty cool. So um he's just out there living our best life which is yeah. um I'm happy for him or whatever like great. Um <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're happy for him. But um good for you. Um so he essentially I I'm pretty sure he has investors. I don't think he did this on his own but um he has investors or whatever the, the case may be uh and bought his childhood theater that had succumbed to the Rona and um, I think has intentions to potentially film there as well, but wanted to kind of turn it into like a podcast theater slash theater slash, I don't know, film school or who knows, I don't know. Um, But he will be residing in the apartment above Mm -hmm. said theater when, when in town. It's almost like he just read from our fucking book is pretty much what happened there. And I'm convinced that one of his representatives or something stole uh, our minds for a second and was Mm -hmm. like, here, this is what this couple always wanted to do. So you should do that, Mr. Smith. And he was like, all right, let's do that. He's got money so he can hire people to run it. Whereas we would have to be, well, he's got investors. He, this isn't even, he didn't have enough money to actually buy this thing outright. So, we don't have investors. We don't know of course any he of does, those types but, of people. You know, you never want to use your own money for investments. He might. I don't know. I don't know how much money he has if it's enough to He's buy enough an to entire buy building. Yeah, come on. And run a building in 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 Jersey with other expenses. Yeah, he he he's got money. I'm glad that you're privy to his bank account. Yeah, and financial resources. Well, not anymore ever since um, the whole stalking thing. But it's fine. right. So, um, you know. Something I wish more filmmakers did, whether you like the guy or not, or like his films or not, um, you know, he's always stayed pretty humble and true to being a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just kind of crazy to me that more people don't take advantage of things like this or do things like this. It's like you're in this community, you know what it's like to be in this community. And then the second you get a shot, it's like you completely forget. Losers. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know, like. Would that ha- I mean, I guess like depending on your time, I understand in the very beginning, right? If you're like in demand, the last thing you're thinking about is like, oh, how do I pay this forward? You know, like yeah, you're still yeah. trying to like get your your footing in what's going on. But I just mean like people that tend to kind of like chill out several years or decades later and just like never really it's like they lose that love for filmmaking in yeah. a way and it becomes a paycheck and it becomes yeah. how to maintain celebrity in that environment yes. and uh, I don't know like I'm way too antisocial for that kind of shit I feel like I would be able to keep it humble because I 
like the thought of like gracing a red card. Now everybody listening is like, don't worry. <laughs> you, you don't have to ever fucking worry about this. I'm aware. But I'm just saying like the thought of gracing a red carpet. I mean, I, I would have to I, I would need to like completely void my bowels for a couple of days before that because my anxiety, my anxiety simply would not. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't like people taking your picture. What face did I just make? There was 9000 flashbulbs just went off and I don't know what face I was making. Um, you know, did I accidentally fart in public? I don't know. Yeah. Did I trip on the stage? It's just I'm not I'm not built for that kind of stuff. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I am pretty sure that if we ever, you know, were to catapult into some type of success that we would be able to kind of keep it a bit more real. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll start like, you know, contouring my face and shit or whatever the fuck it is girls do with makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Whatever contouring. Do with makeup. Yeah. All you do with your faces, um, yeah. So that's that. So I just thought like that was pretty cool, a good thing to mention. I, um, you know, I hope he does well or whatever. Um, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good for you. Um, no. So um, second, second topic it won't mm. take too long because we do want to get to know. There's so much to talk about, as I'm sure you all know. Um, but so I. <laughs> Amuse me for a moment. Yes. Right. And is the is is the the cancellation of Batgirl. Um, yeah, I haven't researched this yet, but I've heard about it. Okay, so for me, is the the cancellation of Batgirl not less about them suddenly realizing ninety million dollars later and in post production that this film doesn't have enough bedazzle to hold audiences. Is it less about that and more about the fact that executives are well aware that theater attendance is at an all-time low and that female-led comic book films tend to have to work harder? So they, I'm air-quoting, canceled it, got everybody's panties up in a bunch, who are now going to demand that it get a theatrical release, mm. thus creating a successful release. Mm, interesting. I mean, as soon as this happened, so when I first heard the news, I wasn't even aware that they were making a Batgirl, I'll just be completely honest with you. But the I first heard, time yeah. I heard, I thought that they ca- they had cast the film. They had... Casted the film? <laughs> they had cast the film. They had you know, dropped nuggets of information to pique everybody's interest to see what kind of reception they were getting, didn't get the reception they wanted, and then axed it. That's what I initially thought when I heard it, because I just heard, oh, you know, they can't, the studio canceled this film. Um, there's no way, there's no way that $90 million later in post-production, you are suddenly aware that you don't have footage that is compelling enough to draw in audiences for a theatrical release we've seen some of your films so we know that that's not the case the fuck out of here i don't believe that for one second mm. i think it i didn't had... know i didn't know i didn't even know that they were that far along they finished it mm. they finished the entire film and can we just address the fact that we brought michael keaton back as batman who's the best batman i don't care what anybody says okay so you have this younger generation who doesn't even regard Michael Keaton, right? Because I'm not going to say all, but a good portion of them have probably never even seen Tim Burton's version. So they don't really regard 
Michael Keaton is anything, mm. right? He's more our generation. Brendan Fraser, who's suddenly the hot shit because of TikTok, but we know that none of his fans actually give a shit about who he is or his career. It just became cool to love Brendan Fraser. So thus everybody followed in suit, right? You have uh, the the actress who's playing Batgirl. Forgive me, I don't remember her name, but she's more of an up and comer. So Mm -hmm. yeah, not like a household name. She's been in some shit for sure, but not like a household name. You wardrobe set design, costuming, makeup, you did all of this, filmed the entire movie, and then went, no, we're not going to release it. They absolutely will release it because people are going to go crazy. But am I wrong in that this was less of a sudden decision, spur of the moment decision, and more of a a, a publicity stunt? I don't this, know. I feel this like... smells like a complete publicity stunt to me because how inept can you be? I think... I think both things are true. Um, I think that they're in post-production. They're putting this film together and they're like, wow, we suck at making films. We did it again. Another bad DC film. What a surprise. Uh, and again, and air then, quoting, low budget, $90 yeah. million dollar movie. Well, yeah, yeah, we made another crappy movie. This thing sucks, whatever. This is my, this is my take on it. Um, and then so they're like, we're going to cancel it. And then if we get enough people that want to see it, then we'll release yeah. it. No, no, yeah. But, but, I, but I do feel like they genuinely think they have a crappy movie. No, but at no point were they actually going to ax this is what I'm saying. Mm. There's no way that they got to this point in the movie and they were like, oh, absolutely not. We got to get rid of this. It was like you knew what you had. How did you not know until now that you did not make a good movie? There's no way that you're sitting in post and you're like, we thought we had everything perfect. This was going to be the one that fucking broke the ice. Like you knew prior to this that you maybe didn't make the best movie. You know it because you're attempting DC yet again and nobody seems to get that shit right. Okay, so that was the first strike. You don't never make these movies right. And uh, according to history, you gave it a very you know, low, modest budget of 90 million. So my God, what could we possibly do with such a low amount of income and funding for this movie? Like, I think it's 100% a publicity stunt. They knew that this film, that anything that they do, because their track record is awful, that anything they do is going to get destroyed. And you've got, you've got several whammies against you. The first being that it's female led, that shit now people you've got people hating on that film before you even started filming it because it's female led right you're mm. got people bitching about it that's that's gonna that's inevitable yeah you've got a fairly unknown actor playing yeah. Batgirl. yeah okay you have fraser jk simmons and and keaton, keaton but other than them fairly unknown cast um that's on you also <laughs> like no one no one forced you to do that um you could have picked a more uh, popular actress. I kind of love that they didn't because yeah, I love I giving say. opportunities to people that that are up and coming and that's great. But like, how are you going to give that opportunity to this actress and then be like, oh, fuck it, we're not even going to release this. Yeah. Yeah. They you should. might as well have never given her the opportunity if you're going to do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm if sure you don't release got... it, right, and nobody could see it, paycheck's a paycheck, that's great. But, you know, how does that look? For you as an actor, when they're like, well, we cast this person and the film was so shitty that we didn't even release it. Hmm. I, I, you know, 
how many people are going to wonder, like, well, my God, how good of a performance could this girl have given if they axed the whole $90 million film? I feel like that would look worse. So, yeah, I'm sure she got a nice paycheck. But as an actor, I'd also be devastated because I'm like, shit, if I gave a good performance, this is going to look like I didn't even give a performance that was worthy of releasing. Yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a big problem. So I just think I just think it's stupid. Everybody's talking about it on TikTok. And I'm like, this is exactly what they want. They do this all the time. How do people not see this? They do this all the time to yeah. see what the fandom reaction is going to be. And now people are just going to be outraged for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Play, problem playing is playing into the fake outrage. Of that course, everybody has. of course. But like the problem is, is that going to extend into the actual release like you're doing this now yeah right um i'm not seeing this in the theater i don't care if they bring it into the theater or not like i would i would have watched it because of the cast but there's no way i was running to the theater to see this because i mean look i you guys have you guys gotten me too many times with dc i need a break you know what i mean you're not you're not getting you're not getting it um i would have supported it and watched it but there's no way that i was running to AMC for this to stick it to sit in a sticky seat right for $400 uh you know to to watch this movie so like I don't know how well that actually works will enough people still care about this by the time it is released to actually go to the theater and 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 give them those numbers that they want I don't know yeah well this I don't know I mean yeah it's hard to know exactly what, you know, we'll never know exactly what happened. You know, if if, if it wasn't just a, a full, it, I don't know if it was a full, public, I don't know. Even as a public, publicity stunt, uh, it wasn't executed well. No. You know, like, it, wasn't. it could have been further along. They could have had a logo or something. I don't know. Um, I just feel like, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's the, bad either the, way. It's two directors, right? I believe so. Yeah. And they did, uh, they, and they did Miss Marvel. It's it's bad. It's bad either way, because if it's a publicity stunt, that's corny and it wasn't done well. It wasn't even done well as a publicity stunt. And if it isn't, uh, again, um, everyone involved in this and in, in terms of executives and higher ups are completely inept at their job. How the fuck did you make this entire movie with a budget this big and realize now that it's not even worth yeah. releasing? Well, the budget was lower, apparently. And then. They threw more money seven, at it. I saw seventy million and then ninety million. Yeah, so I'm it was assuming 70, they started at seventy. Yeah, and then because of COVID stuff, they had to. I mean, come on. I would love to see ninety a, million dollars. I, just, <laughs> I I really want to see. I mean, I'm sure they're out there, and I'm just complaining about something I could just Google. But uh, I would love to see the breakdown of these films of like where this money goes. So crazy that they, but like, that, even, that's like even so if much the money. film isn't amazing and it's not going to be because it's DC and we know that nobody gets this shit right. But like well, they've got how a couple things that bad I could this be with Simmons and Keaton and Frazier? Yeah, like it's going to at least be entertaining enough that it's worth the watch with those actors alone. Like, give me a break. You know, mm-hmm. they did this shit with the Snyder Cut and everybody's. Yeah, we I mean, can and it, then it, it came it's, out. It, but and because no one like wants. Them. What uh, people still like that movie? Is it worse than that movie? Uh, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, is this worse? Is this worse than Suicide Squad? Are you right? kidding me? Right. How? I don't get it. How can that be? Look, I mean, you know, look at the cast you had in that, and you still managed to fuck that movie up. You still released it. Yeah. And then made it again. I mean, they're you know so after bizarre. the flash, and I know the flash stuff is not their fault necessarily, although, whatever, but. 
you know, you have this Ezra Miller stuff. So now they're, I don't know what they're doing with the Flash movie. Last um, I heard is that they weren't releasing it, but then maybe they are. That I could see not releasing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could see that not going well. They're going to, if they release it, it's going to be super quiet and maybe on. Demand. Uh, yeah. Um, what is, HBO streaming. Max? Is that where all the DC stuff goes? Well, isn't, aren't they getting rid of HBO Max originals or something like that? Yeah, I had seen I some know. big outrage about something. I didn't read enough into it. I don't know yeah. what's going on. What's going on? Does anybody know? I don't know. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, there's just, this is not a good look for them. They're just kind of, it looks like they're really flailing about and not, they're, they don't, they have films that are done. They're like, we can't release this crap. Then they have stuff that's okay. And then they're acting, like, it's just, my God, the, the it's, I don't know. But now they're, they're making it another Joker film. They're making another. With Lady Gaga? Come on. Yeah. Come on. Why? Well, that's Marvel. But Eternals 2 is coming. Why do people still... Why? Why are you yeah. doing this? Why is this woman put in everything? But now... But it's worked, right? Because now I have to uh, see it. To see why they would wanted to cancel it. You know? Uh, you know what? I'd say that that worked. That that's a that's a, a, a valid technique. Except I still haven't seen House, House of Gucci. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. I may see it someday. But it has been out for how long? And yeah, I still I won't really watch it. Because I'm like, I don't care. Because I don't... I, I don't think that that she's a strong enough actress to keep oh, getting these you, types of yeah. roles. That's I don't understand. I know, I know, I know. Everybody, you're being a hater. I'm just, I'm being honest. I, I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Oh, yeah. Um, but it, just this whole thing seems so crazy to me. It was just like, what, what in the world is going on? How much do you get paid? I want to know the people that made all these decisions. <laughs> like, you're not very good at your job. If this is at this late in the game, you're, you're coming to this decision. Uh, and if this is a publicity stunt, like, just stop. You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. And we see through you. I see right through you. I know something's going on here. You're hoping for enough outrage for people to want to watch this. Um, anyway. And it will happen. I mean, I, I, you know, look, I I watch all of the comic book movies, whether I feel like I'm going to hate them or not, just because I have to watch them. And I think that's the case with a lot of people. Like, they'll just watch it anyway. Um, so I don't hate on that, but you know, um, I don't know, like it's an, it's interesting to see what's going to happen with that because yeah, I don't know. Unless something's about to happen, you know, like one of the cast members is, you know, but what does that fucking... tell you as a production company, right? Where your films are notoriously so bad that you have to come up with publicity stunts to trick people into watching them. How about just make good movies? How is this not That's crazy talk? How is this not? Like, is this this is a cost effective approach to continuously make garbage and lose millions upon millions upon mil hundreds of millions of dollars, right, on movies versus like, how about we just do this right the first time? It's like the definition of insanity well, with these people. They continue to uh -huh. do the same thing. And then like, so you'd rather twist yourself around to try to figure out how to trick people yeah. into thinking this is a quality film because you're so resistant to actually making something good and stepping outside of the schematics well it's not yeah yeah it's it's interesting though because it's the same people that greenlit the movie that are saying oh we, they can't release we can't release this which is them essentially saying that the filmmakers fucked this up you know because they they approved the script they approved the directors. They approved the cast. You have to assume that they saw dailies or, or were involved in some way with that amount of money. And 
now when they're editing it all together, they're like, no, this is so bad. We can't even release it. But we had no hint of it prior to like just to, you know, I, I don't know. Like, what did they think it was going to be like? I don't know. You know, it's like it, it, it goes to show how how much they don't get. You know, it's like how much vision they don't have. Right. Because they, they can approve a script and an idea. They've I'm sure they've had t- tons of conversations with the directors and, and some of the key actors about about this film and then it happens and they're like no this is this not only is this not good we didn't think it'd come out like this but it's so bad we can't we don't want people to see it and i don't know it just it just speaks that to me speaks more than if they just released a bad movie you know yeah because it's like you're constantly second guessing yourself you don't know what you want you have no vision uh so so i don't know you know it's like i don't know like it's you might as well put it out and try to make something out of it instead of being a total loss. Nobody's going to think that you're a bad company any more than they already do. You know, like yeah. one, but yeah, I don't know, stupid. <laughs> I, I, do you feel all right now? Yeah. It's just, sure? I just have this thing with producers, especially on that level when they don't know. Like, I'm sure some do, you know, there's certainly producers that know what they're doing and, and put out good work and blah, blah, blah. But it just seems like all of these bad decisions take up all the oxygen in the room and <clears throat> really give a bad name to producers because they don't know what, what they're doing. Well, that's how it looks. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's the, it, 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 these are mistakes that, that, that I think should have been caught much earlier on. Right. Whatever. So. In long conversations about tone and scope yeah. and, and yeah. what this film is going to be, like, I, I, I just don't get it. Don't we get don't it. get we don't understand you help us understand but yeah. we don't understand um okay anyway anyway we're getting to it we're getting to it we're getting into it we're very excited um action so right. we we saw obviously we watched nope it was good thank you we'll see you next week no. <laughs> all the best to you well, that's our review thank you and good night right. um so i mean i i don't i i don't I, sh- I don't have to, but I will anyway. So we've got writer-director Jordan Peele, as we know. We've got Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He, How he, many times does he get that, I'm sure? I'm yeah. sure he gets Kaluuya all the time. I'm sorry, Daniel. I know your name. Um, Kiki Palmer, Brandon Perea, Michael Wincott. Bang, bang. Fuck, I'm dead. Yeah. Uh, Steven Yeun, uh, Ren Schmidt, who we love from um for all mankind uh-huh. um keith david who had a very small part um in the beginning but still a very crucial yeah. crucial part but we didn't get to see a whole bunch of good actor though um i don't i don't even know where to begin i don't even know where to begin so let's just okay. let's let's just start with the 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 biggest uh oh jesus let's just start with the biggest chunk of information so so Paul is now stripping off clothing piece by piece because it's so hot in here. So we've lost I slippers. Just took my socks off. We've lost socks. <laughs> Soon you're just like going to be get all sitting in your boxers. Um, uh, so uh, we'll 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 start with what has gotten the most attention in our field, if you will, yeah. and it had it was the day for night filming. So um, it. If you don't know what day for night filming is, you got to go get into that whole thing. We're not going to get into it now. Um, but we have spoken pretty openly about our distaste for it. Um, it's not a technique that I think is 
ever done correctly. I can't stand it. I always know when it's done. Uh, and I, I'm never fooled by the fact that it's day for night. Um, and that's because it's, it's a process that has not been perfected yet. And so it, it just, it irks me <laughs> every time I see it um, because it doesn't look very good. However, I will, I will say that I wasn't fooled. I still wasn't fooled. I knew that this was day for night in my brain, like my eye holes were like, there's no way that they lit this area. There's no way that they were able to light this. This is a vast, huge area. The amount of money it would cost to light that. And then also from a distance, I mean, the stuff you're going to have to take out in post because it's lit and you can't see the light and this and that, whatever. So my eye holes were like, well, the only like logistical way that this could be filmed is day for night. But this doesn't look like day for night. This actually looks amazing. So what's happening here? So then my brain was confused. Mm -hmm. And I immediately was like, oh, it's a set. Is this right. green screened? I assumed it was very good green screening that they were able to make it appear and, you know, in post be like, oh, we have the field and we did this and we brought the lighting down. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, nay. Uh, so basically what you have is the DP working on a very kind of specific and elaborate rig that would combine 65 millimeter digital infrared footage uh, with the Panavision film 65, milli uh, 65 millimeter footage mm -hmm. and then layered that together and created a night, an exterior night scene that was dark enough to, to still register as night but still had enough light on the subjects that they didn't look like blotches. Mm -hmm. um, you also have to be incredibly skilled in this because you're dealing uh, uh, with Daniel, especially he has a darker complexion. So you can imagine how wrong that can go if you're filming a dark scene and you're not prepared with the lack of light you're going to have to bounce off of his skin tone. Mm -hmm. And we've seen it's a it's a huge pet peeve of mine. I it drives me crazy when people don't know how to light their actors skin tones. Mm -hmm. uh, especially if you have c contrasting skin tones, you have to you have to treat both like they matter. And usually yeah. it, it, you lose you lose it. It's either every anyone who has a lighter skin tone is blown out, they look like they're on fire, mm -hmm. or you can't even really see their image because you're losing their you're, you're losing the the Christmas of their uh, the, the edging of their face and things like that because it's Christmas crispness yeah. <laughs> I don't want to lose your Christmas either yeah. um, so I, you know like I knew like there's there's no way there's no way that this was uh, that they lit a field but at the same time I'm like I don't understand because this looks beautiful and I can see everything yeah and we're jumping uh, we're jumping between three actors especially that all have different skin tones mm -hmm. and I'm able to see what's going on. How is what, yeah. for, what is for to be happening? Yeah. Um, so yeah. it took, I don't know how many years I, my, my understanding was that, uh, was it 20, 30 days for 30 days a night, 30 days for yeah. night, whatever. Was that the first film to attempt that um, or bring it 
like make it know. popular. I, don't I remember know. that being a big deal yeah. when the movie came out that they were like they film this shit during the day and they make it look made it look like it was at night and then I watched it and I was like no it looks weird. I always get that confused with the film that shot up in Alaska or wherever and actually shot night because you know it was just night all the time. Oh well, that's not the same. I mean, yeah. that's not the same. But I that was that was the first time I remembered hearing about it. Was yeah. Thirty Days of Night isn't that the yeah hartnett josh hartnett um that was when i remembered hearing about it and you know the it it sounded cool like oh holy Mm. crap they filmed something during the day and then you know like yeah but then i watched it and i was like oh it looks weird like i Mm -hmm. didn't know enough about i didn't know anything about filmmaking at that point so that i i didn't know what looked weird and why you know now it's like oh okay we could see I, I've seen people use Mad Max as an example of good day for night. I disagree. I thought that looked awful. I thought the good. movie was great, but that was the absolute worst part of it. And yeah. it was completely unnecessary. It was just to use, it was like to have that gimmick and it didn't work. It was terribly terrible. You could see the sun actually beaming down on them Mm -hmm. in these scenes it made no sense whatsoever um and i didn't care for it so i'm glad i didn't know that they did that going in because i would have been like oh why do they do that without even watching it yeah i I would watch it it again with that in my mind you didn't know it i didn't know no you didn't know it i told you after the fact you're like what are you talking about i was like those fucking scenes were day for night it was so good yeah so just like I just can't like that. That's amazing. Well, you know, you get the Christopher Nolan's DP, who has a name, but um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why on earth would you ever use that person's name when you could just refer to them as whatever director they worked with? That was the most that's famous. Like somebody like that's someone so and so's wife. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I think like is it's like Hoytema or something. Hoytema. Uh... Van something, Van something. Hoyt Van, Hoyt Emma. Um, So, oh my God, I don't know where to... Look, Jordan Peele's films are not the kind of movies that you watch once. I've seen Get Out probably eight eight or ten times now. Mm -hmm. And you catch little nuggets. You know, he's great at dropping little Easter eggs here and there. Um. This is a movie that I'm sure you you could watch three or four times and still kind of catch little nuances of things that you that. So what happened was knowing this about him, I caught myself early enough in the film and I caught myself watching this in detail. And I was like, all right, no, wait a minute. There's no way that I'm going to be able to just watch this movie and enjoy it as a film if I'm watching it in detail. Like Mm -hmm. I have to let go of what I'm not picking up on and just go with it and have the experience right so i absolutely need to watch this again and as we go through it i'm sure people who have seen it multiple times are going to be like you're stupid you missed out on all these things and it's like i'm sure i did i only watched it once and i tried to just watch it as a movie goer and not as a filmmaker so i i'm sure i missed many many things interpretations things are also open to interpretation because he doesn't like to confirm any of the uh assumptions or conspiracies and you know whatever people think is going on he is very neutral on uh actually confirming any of that which is what you should do leave it up to your audience right when you make something that's suspenseful or horror or whatever like you want you want to leave that up to interpretation so um i don't even like i don't even know where to begin 
I I really wish they'd stop comparing him to M Night. Are they doing that? Yeah, I've heard a lot, I've heard it a lot in interviews because he's doing horror films and they're unique and blah blah blah. And it's like he's his own person, you know. Like he doesn't have to keep being compared to other people just because he happens to make. I mean, their movies couldn't be any any more different. No, just but I think just in terms of the fact that you know they're making horror films and their original stories are oh no sort of (laughs) clearly that means that 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 you're the same person if you're doing something original. (laughs) Yeah, well. I mean that's Hollywood, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, I, I was, a, I loved this film. I thought it was so. I don't know if I like it better than Get Out, but it's they're both very. I mean, Get Out's like the, uh, like the first they're film two in a completely you know. different movies too. Like I, I, it feels weird to be like, which one did you like yeah. better? Like they're two different movies. Well, I'm just though. talking about. I just, no, I know I'm just to mean, gauge like how much a I lot of people it, are doing that. They're going like, you know what? I think I actually like this better than Get Out. It's like. You can like them both. Yeah, it's okay to like both. They're two different movies. Yeah, I I don't know. I I I liked it a lot. I thought it was very clever and unique. And um, Daniel Kaluuya mm-hmm. is just something about when his performances when he's very he doesn't have to say a lot. He's effortless, you know, and he he speaks with his eyes. Uh, as che- cheesy as that is, it's so true. He doesn't really have to do much. His massive facial expression. Yeah, but he doesn't even, and it's always very subtle, and and you get yeah. it, and um, I can see why he's been in two of his three films, <laughs> you know, um, because it's he's just just masterful with that stuff, and I thought it was just a really great blend of horror, and you had some like comedic moments, and um, you had some dramatic moments and stuff. So it, yes, it's a for all intents and purposes, it's a horror film, but there's a lot of other elements going on. There's a lot of other uh, things going on in the film that get you invested. Um, I did have some questions that I wasn't sure mm. that, you know, I was like, hmm, I wonder about this or that, which I would love to be answered. Um, but I can answer them in my head. It's fine. <laughs> I just wasn't sure about some things, but it, it was chaotic just, in there. It's, it's, uh, I think the, the, the design of the creature I thought was, was a clever use of the trope. Uh, I thought the, uh, you know, and then when you see it kind of like, I mean, spoilers, obviously, when you see it kind of like unfurled Emerging. at the end, it was almost like beautiful, you know, um, not something I expected at all. And I didn't know how to take it in at first. I was just like, all I knew was that this movie was going to be about like extraterrestrial life. Yeah, I avoided. I saw the teaser. We saw the but teaser. I didn't watch the trailer. We plugged our ears anytime the trailer would come on in the theater. I didn't want any more details, but I knew that it was, you know, they're looking up, they're, you know, I, the poster and stuff. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you heard the rumors. And so it's like, all right, this is about aliens somehow. Um, but that's all I knew. And I'm so glad that we were able to avoid that. I was able to just watch this movie and not be waiting for the thing that I saw in the trailer. Yeah. Um, I just, I, oh gosh. So. Part of me wants to go into all the details and what did this mean? And what did that mean? And what did this mean? And then part of me is just like, I feel like everybody's obsessing about every single thing, wanting to find definition and meaning in every single thing that was on screen. And I, I, you can start to lose what makes a film special when you start thinking too hard about what something can be, you know, um, there's, you know, if I if I were to to glaze over them for me, the the two the two things that I wondered for me uh, was horses 
spook easily. That's something that's really, really well known about them. So my question was like, did OJ, I know like he had a way, right? He had a special way with horses, but was it so special that he was able to ensure their trust in a moment where biologically they would normally be going apeshit and would have hauled ass from there? I mean, animals are very sensitive, right? If weather is changing, they start moving, right? Because they sense that. So I'm like, he got this horse to stay by his side yeah. while this thing is flying Listen, over them. I can't them. even sit up from the couch without my cat running away. <laughs> so I'm like, how did he actually hold this horse? This horse's attention and, and so like that, I, I just, I wasn't, it wasn't so much a criticism as it was like, did I miss something that he was able to do that? Because normally that horse would have been like, you are on your own. Yeah. You are so on your own. I'm not sticking around for this shit. Um, my second question or thing that I didn't understand was that my my perception of the show that Juke was running was that it was ongoing. So I didn't understand if this was a, if this was part of the show that he would bait the um, jean jacket with horses and then, you know, la-da! look at you know everybody applaud how was the entire world not at the very second question. show like that's my that is my how question. did people see like how long has the show been going on you know uh uh i go to a show and an alien flies above i'm telling everybody seriously. that i saw that so there was, was only like, like 20 people there i didn't know if i was missing something like he said every friday right and so my what i started to wonder was was he feeding them to that's what i wanted at first but then I and thought... he was cocky because he had this relationship he thought he had this relationship with jean jacket so he wasn't afraid but were these people never seen is it is the reason why so he was so he's making the money right he's making money and it's not a lot of people it's just enough people yeah not it wasn't a full house but it's just enough people to keep the place afloat but then he's feeding them to jean jacket that that's what i didn't understand because i'm like there's no way like that she would have been on tiktok everywhere <laughs> i'm saying like yeah <laughs> it would have been crazy and, and uh why if he had been feeding people to the alien would he have not been eaten at some point because it's not like he you know steven Yun wasn't like in some kind of protective thing right or, but i think that part I, was I the symbolic part with him and uh was it gordy yeah well yeah right that, there so was i the think obvious, uh, yeah so i think that he was able that the, the same way he took that for granted with Gordy, he took it for granted with Jean Jacket because Jean Jacket was probably intelligent enough to be like, oh, if this guy's supplying food and I eat him, then I don't have that supply anymore, right? So I'm gonna keep this guy in one piece. I have to watch it again to kind of see, you know, take pay in the rest of it because he did. He he gave him a flyer mm -hmm. about it, and it's. I have to remember what he said in that moment, if it's like a flyer for something that he has all the time or whatever, because Daniel Kaluuya's character didn't put two and two together until later on. And it right. was like this one event that was happening. So I, I wasn't I wasn't but he, clear so on that. And that's not necessarily the movie's fault, but I, I, I just wasn't sure. Otis was supplying him with his bait. He was using his horses. Yeah. He was selling his horses to him. So, I mean... Potentially getting him and his family to go to the show would then leave the horses available, you know, like, I don't know. Um, so, you know, there, there were little things throughout. There was a lot of people were questioning the shoe, 
Why mm. was the shoe standing upright? What did that mean? Um, I mean, without looking too far into it, I just felt that it was more symbolic. Yeah. Um, well, it was less that time about of it. year that you can stick an egg on its end. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> that's the, what, that's what you gave up Summer solstice or something at that time of the year that gravity's um, weird or something. I, I mean, for me, the shoe was... Would that shoe have looked the same if it was flat? No, because he wouldn't have seen it, right? So mm. it would have to be standing upright, which then makes it more noticeable because it's it's defying gravity, right? But the shoe, my assumption was that the shoe represented distraction. Mm-hmm. Without that shoe, he would have looked Gordy in the eye and likely been dead, you know, what have you. And so that now plays in later when he does this show and no longer has something to distract him. So he gives into the greed of it yeah. and loses his life and his well, family's life is, and all of that. You know, the whole taming of animals and, and, and that sort of right. thing, which is kind of a, 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 a through line for the film. I feel like the shoe was supposed to represent Juke's better judgment. And so without it there to serve as a distraction, he gave into the greed with Jean Jacket. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's it's and it's funny though because you know there's this message of animals in entertainment and, and this sort of stuff and he, he you know he used uh, I assume that you know since there was no hubbub about it that the the animals were treated well and and all this sort of stuff but they still use them for entertainment purposes and so I know there's a, a small argument about that yeah so I mean I had little things like so I noticed that Otis had a flip phone and I don't know if we established what year this was because he was using a flip phone when he took the pictures when those kids were fucking around. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's why would he have a flip phone. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, they go to a fries and they get the camera and those cameras are newer. Exactly. You know, so so yeah. why, yeah, why would he be using a flip phone? Was that somehow, yeah. did that mean something that I missed? Um, I'm sure other people are also, also we, I have refused to read about this. Aside from how they did the day for night, I I did not read any other theories because I don't want anything, uh, you know, sort of influencing mm. what I thought. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if this is another theory. I'm almost positive it has to be. But like, do all his titles line up to mean something? Mm. They're all very obscure titles. Get yeah, out. Awesome. Us. Nope. nope. Like, is this going to tie in to mean get us? Nope. Get us out. Nope, get us out. Like, uh, I was trying to like, is it like an get anagram? Get out, us? Nope. <laughs> get out, us? Nope. Yeah. Uh, like, what's well, the nope. next? I know, I know it's an anagram for not of planet Earth. That's the one thing that I did. But is yeah. it? Did he confirm that? He didn't confirm that. Well, I think so, yes, because I was listening to the um, Smartless podcast with him on it. Mm-hmm. And Will Arnett says, um, I think nope is an anagram. Can I guess what it is? And he said, not a planet Earth. And then... I'm pretty sure Jordan Peele said, yeah. And then they're all like, oh, my God, you guessed that? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, the flip phone, I was just like, what's going on there? Um, and I I mean, for me, it was like the, the irony that we were ocularly pulled into watching a movie that was about not making eye contact. Yeah. You know, like, I'm sure it's Jordan Peele. Like, I'm sure he... That was intentional, but it's like, you know, you're watching, you watch this movie with a fine tooth comb with such detail and 
what will save your life in this scenario in the film is not making eye contact, which again goes into like Juke not having the shoe. So right. he, of course, looks up and... and, and it... I have to wonder about a bigger, you know, the, the bigger picture of what's going on there because... With the film or with all the films connected? With this or? film uh-huh. because of the TMZ guy. That yes. part was like... Because there was no photos of this area on Google Earth or whatever. So that's weird. So, um, and then the, uh, I know the TMZ guy had that helmet, which is supposed to be like Antlers. A... What? Antlers. No. Oh. oh, TMZ. Oh, I think the, the DP. No, the, the TMZ guy. The right, guy right. The motorcycle. motorcycle. Yeah. I think it was TMZ. Yeah. TMZ. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought talking about I know Antlers. like this, the helmet he had, which was supposed to be representative of the ball when the horse saw it, got freaked out. And then the same with mm. the, so I get all that. I just didn't think it was a aesthetically it's just kind of like a weird choice i get it but it just kind of like i don't know threw you off a little bit yeah i don't know why no reason but um so word had gotten out about this Mm -hmm. thing so so yeah maybe he you know somebody from one of his shows did say something or is it more based on recent events that tmz showed up so i want here's where i go with that um, and I don't know if anybody else caught this because I, oh, the, I talked. One, one last thing was that they wanted to get a picture of it or footage. Right. And I got and then she got the picture at the end. But it like I don't know what that really solves because they could just be like, well, that's Photoshop. You know, like. It, uh, well, you can say that whatever. about anything. Yeah. yeah. So, you can say that about that anything. Um, but I, I mean, it was still. So, OK, so the the uh, the the origin story for them with their grand great grandfather, grandfather, mm-hmm. great grandfather. Right. Um, I actually do. I actually know a little bit about this because they there had been a special, I, I think, on PBS or something. I just I was a kid or something. And I remember. Um, so they took liberties with the, the validity of that. Um, there was a person of color on a horse and all that. But that wasn't the first time oh, that it was right. motion picture and all that. This was actually. I believe oh God. I saw the special so long ago, and I so I don't remember the details. But it was like it was a photographer that was actually trying to create motion by splicing together. It wasn't like fluid motion. Mm-hmm. So that person that did that wasn't even like the person that really came up with motion picture or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel. I mean, I, it seems pretty obvious to me that like so for for a moment you're like, why are they going this far just to prove that this thing exists? Like to the point of potentially dying and and Otis sacrificing himself so that they can get this. But if you look at it symbolically, it's like they're righting the wrong of their great grandfather. Right. That he did not get the recognition for being part of such a groundbreaking sure. um uh experiment yeah. and you know, um and so they want to be able to get that. Uh, that that uh, that attention and that credit, but I think also part of it is that they f- they in their own way fall victim to proof and having wanting more, wanting more and wanting more and having to, to having to ha- having something to prove basically. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing that I don't know if other people call or if I was just thinking too much into this because I asked you about it and you were like I don't know what you're talking about. Um, there was a point where they hire okay so they reach out to antlers and they're like we want you to be the dp for this thing right and he's just like yeah not interested watch out with that you know getting that money yeah. shop up 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 and he gives them the words of wisdom that's really like vague and shit um i don't know if i saw this wrong but i swore he was taking medication from a script bottle mm. and he seemed kind of compromised to me 
I don't know if that's just the way he was playing. If if this isn't right, maybe that's just the way he played the character. But he seemed fragile. And so my assumption was that he was in a late stage illness and basically chose to go out in an epic way. Mm. Mm-hmm. That getting this shot, he didn't even care if anyone else saw the shot because they didn't, right? He got the shot, but it died with him. It wasn't about everyone else seeing that he got the shot. It was more about him getting the shot. I assumed that he changed his mind because he was terminal and saw this as an opportunity to like get that money shot. So I started to wonder, did he tip off TMZ to bring attention to what oh. they were doing? That's what I wondered. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, he was he was a well-known, yeah. you know, so he there would have been people that would have been like, oh, what's this guy doing? And yeah. like, did he? No, I, I, I would, don't know. I, I went would, too far with it. I don't know. Yeah, I would guess no, but anyway. <laughs> I would guess nope. Shut down. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, that theory a out of character for and that get guy. right out of here with it. That guy would be like, fuck you, TMZ. That was just what I assume, I assumed mm. that 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 was or like that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I do. I love the part, too, when it's like uh, the TMZ guys there and, and he's, uh, Daniel's character is like chasing after him and then eventually the thing gets too close he's like well see you later yeah <laughs> but that was kind of funny yeah this is great and and there was a really interesting thing they did with the with the creature design uh in terms of the movement of it where they were able to make this thing move rather quickly without it feeling like really light you know it still felt like it had some heft and weight to it but it was just moving quickly it was really it's a big alien hoover yeah it was it was interesting but um you know, more in the, the darker scenes than the, at night in the sky. I wondered if there was more to the symbolism of balloons, because obviously Gordy loses his shit when a balloon pops on the light. And then essentially at some point they're like, oh, if we give this thing indigestion with a balloon, we're good to go. Yeah. Um, and so it was like, I mean, ironically, it was a, a juke balloon mm. that took him out, you know, but. I just wondered why balloons specifically. Was there mm. something yeah. something more to that? I didn't, I'm we just sure, got to stop but, it up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sure, but I, I'm, not, I'm not smart enough to know. I don't know. I just wondered like what what that meant. Um, the, the alien design was also, it was really clever that, you know, you're like, oh, it's a ship. And it's like, no, it's the alien. It just looks like a ship. And it's what we assume. Right. You know, um, it was like, it, it reminded me of like a manta ray. It was like a big sea stingray, yeah. a big sky stingray. Yeah. You just put your... Yeah, your, you put your hand under because that's it. how they, they eat. I've yeah. fed them and they it's like a little hoover. They suck the fish right out of your hand. Yeah, so as was, soon as I saw that, I was like, oh my God, it's like a big sky stingray. If you have seen it, there's that scene where he's above the house throwing up, I guess, or whatever. That was amazing. Oh, I loved that. So, so good. That was so, like the fact that it was just raining down blood. It was done in a way that didn't even feel like a horror movie. I think right. that was the best part of it is that it was kind of marketed and brilliantly so, right? Because the scarier course, you yeah. can make your audience think this is going to be, the more asses you're going to get in the seat. So I get why they do that. But it was marketed as more of a horror movie and really wasn't yeah. at all. It's more of a like a, it's a thriller sci-fi type movie, but definitely not a horror. At least I didn't see it that way. But that was, you know, just such a... Uh, such a visceral moment and yeah. you know and and uh i thought it was done really well i think also um the lights the actual lights in the house were done in post like from the outside they didn't actually put lights on in the house oh 
like when you're seeing the you know the lights in the rooms the, those lights weren't oh, actually on uh, they were yeah. done in post and stuff like just so many so many things it's you know even if you didn't love the movie the process cinematography wise is groundbreaking mm-hmm. like it's a, yeah, it's, it's a groundbreaking film like the fact that after so many years it's not even like oh you know what this looks less shitty than most day for night scenes it looked amazing well i think in a, in about two years you'll have day for night cameras probably i it'll don't do doubt that. that it'll do whatever process maybe even a year i don't but doubt it'll do that. that whatever process they he did um yeah but just like just antlers you camera. still you get to be the one that figured that shit out and made that look good i mean that's yeah yeah of course they should name the camera, the after, camera him, after him and he yeah. should get royalties for that i'm just saying you want to <laughs> like, get the uh the Ari Nolan cinematographer. Um, <laughs> it's a good camera. It's a good camera. The XX40. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. I. I don't know. I thought. Um, I'm really glad that we saw this film. That when we did, I would have watched it anyway because, ironically, like Shyamalan, I watch everything that Jordan Peele does. We've been fans since Key and Peele. We Stop absolutely, absolutely love him. So it's like even if I don't love a movie that he's done, I'll still I still appreciate it and I still love that he made it and that it was original and it was yeah. his his writing and yeah. you know and his his uh, vision. Um, so I'll always you I mean, know I would have watched. Was so it. unexpected after watching Key and Peele, it's like, oh, that guy's a, a successful horror director. Okay. Yeah thriller types yeah okay i mean he's he's he is uh he's amazing he's amazing and he's gonna he he's gonna be the next i think he already that's the thing is that i think he has accomplished in like a five or six year span what has taken directors their entire lives that's what makes him so exceptional to me, when I think of Jordan Peele, I'm like, yeah, he's right up there for me with Tarantino and Bigelow and Scorsese. And I know someone might be like, bite your tongue. But I'm sorry. I think that he has managed to accomplish so much in such a short amount of time. And that speaks for his respect for writing, his respect for storytelling and his talent. Yeah. You know, he takes his time with something. He knows what he's going to write. He writes it. He gets it done. He casts the way he wants to cast. And... He works with the people he wants to work with. And, you know, yes, his budget is still insane, you know, from our perspective, obviously. But by Hollywood standards, it's watching that progress, you know, going from Get Out where they're like, "Eh, we're going to give you this much. And we're not giving you more than that because we don't really this is probably not going to do well. And then be like, oh, okay. And then Us comes out and they're like, well, you know, we'll give you a little bit more money and you can make that happen. And then Nope comes out and it's just like. I can't imagine what he would do with like a hundred million, hundred fifty million dollars. Like, yeah. like what? I don't know. Um, but I, I, I really, I, I'm not gonna say that I love this movie more than it. It just was a great movie. It was yet another good Jordan Peele movie. Like, I don't feel like everything needs to be compared. The same actor, sure, but very different kind of scenario. Unless it's not. Unless it's connected somehow. If we connect all this somehow, I don't know. Um, but that's the genius in it, right? Is that you get everybody like, what's what's it all mean? And yeah. he's probably sitting back like, fucking nothing. It doesn't mean shit. <laughs> like, but go ahead and try to connect all those things. Yeah. Cha-ching! Yeah, you know, yeah. like, please, please continue that fan theory. Yeah. I love it. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's connected. Um it was just it was brilliant. And I'm as I was saying, I'm so glad that we saw it early on and that this did not 
turn into, oh my God, it's Jordan Peele's best movie. It's the best movie ever made because I would have gone in annoyed yeah. expecting something else like every other film. Mm-hmm. I And this was why I got the t- like We bought these tickets like a month ago and I was like, I'm watching this when it comes out because yeah. I don't want to hear shit <laughs> and I don't want it spoiled. I just want to go watch it. Um, so that's probably the only downfall for me with Jordan Peele's that I am forced to watch his stuff in the theater uh, because people start, you know, f- fan theories start going around. This movie would have been obliterated if we hadn't watched it when we did because so many people are talking about it. Yeah. And I keep like trying to s- swipe past because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to hear your theories because I want to. It's, it's, I just it's, have my own. Yeah. That's the, that's the next gimmick in filmmaking is to have twists so that way people are forced to go to the movie so they don't get them ruined. You sneaky bastards. You slippery bitch. Yep. Anyway. Oh. It was exhausting. That was a good one. It was mentally exhausting, yeah. but it was worth it. Worth and it. it was wonderful. Yep. And we, we love the film and we love original filmmaking and all of that fun stuff. Um yeah, that's it. Shout outs. Mograph. Mograph. Yeah. And uh dot com. If you have something that you think is good. <laughs> that we should watch it's good it doesn't even have to be great but it's good mm-hmm. you know let us know we have a bunch of stuff that we've watched um that we will be getting into we have a couple more guests lined up uh, made for love season two came out we things are happening went, we went straight through that um mm-hmm. we loved season one and we reviewed that so we will be reviewing that um i did say we were going to get into Candyman and something mm-hmm. else something yeah. else didn't I say we were talking about something else? Yeah, probably. Oh, but I don't son listen of a to bitch. You. I don't remember. Well, I don't listen to me either, apparently, because I can't <laughs> remember what it is. But I don't know. I'll figure it out, and we'll, we'll review stuff. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.